0: Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 today and verse 7. Uh, I want to begin looking at some things uh, concerning the walk of faith. Uh, The Lord said to us last Sunday, he said some things through Pastor Michelle. And one of the things that he said was that we're entering into a season that will require the walk of faith. We're entering into a season that will require the walk of faith. And immediately the Lord began to deal with me about that, and he said, uh, it's going to require the walk of faith because there's things that I want people to walk into, but it's going to take faith to get there. And um, this is so important because uh, faith is not something you can afford to be against. You know, I've I've been doing this long enough to, to uh, you know, at times... People will, will hear what I minister, and they'll say to me, oh, you're one of those faith guys. You know, I used to think, well, why do they have a problem with that? And then I understood something. Faith makes you responsible for what the Word says. If it, to, to operate in faith, you've got to believe what the Word says and act on the Word. I had a lady tell me one time, she said, you know, my husband, he don't, he don't necessarily like coming to your church. And I said, it's because when he comes to my church, he's responsible for what he hears. Because you, right, you can't just show up in our churches or in any church that's preaching the word, the word of faith, and say, well, you know, that was a nice sermon. You leave knowing, I got to do something. If if I want things to change, I got to make an effort. Right? See, it's so important. And so faith is not something you can afford to be against, because faith is how we please God. Faith is how we're supposed to live, according to the Scripture. Faith is how we walk in our lives. All throughout the Word of God, it it tells us this. And and so, you know, that's why you're at Faith Builders today. Amen. And uh, so we're entering into a season that will require the walk of faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, and I want to point out that verse 7 is a parenthetical statement, all right? It's placed there for explanation, not placed there by the translators. It's, it's in Paul's writing, it was an exp- explanatory uh, sentence or statement, because when you look at this, he's talking about desiring to have that glorified body, desiring to to be present with the Lord. And he says very plainly, he says, but while we're in this earthly body, we got to walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, one day you're going to see the end result, the glorified body, right? You're going to see being present with the Lord, but right now you got to take that by faith, and you got to walk by faith and not by sight. Is that what it says? For we walk by faith, not by sight. One translation says never by sight. The Amplified Bible says this. for well, we walk by faith. And then it says this. That, that is, we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction or belief. Respecting man's relationship to God and divine things with trust and holy fervor, thus we walk not by sight or appearance. Now, this is something I wanted you to see. We regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction or belief. And then he says, the end of that verse, thus we walk not by sight or appearance. So faith is how I regulate my life. And he says that we conduct ourselves by our conviction. Or our belief. Hallelujah. Now that's important because that word faith. Is is the Greek word. That means the conviction of the truth of anything. Or being convicted or convinced that something's true. And so he says. That we walk and conduct ourselves by our conviction. What we're convinced is true. That's how we walk, and and the Amplified Bible really got it right because the word walk means to regulate one's life. I regulate my life by faith. Hallelujah. And then he said we walk by, we regulate our life by faith, by faith. The word by, of course, is the means, by means of, or through this channel. We regulate our lives by means of faith. The means that I regulate my life is faith. By faith. So that covers every area of our lives. We're to walk by faith in every area of our lives. Now faith, when you talk about faith and you talk about walking by faith, and, 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 and we'll, we'll get into this uh, deeply, but a lot of believers, when they read these verses, they think walking by faith is simply not walking by sight. Well, if I'm walking by faith, I'm not walking by sight, so if I'm not walking by sight, I'm not walking by faith. But here's the thing, are you truly not walking by sight? Or are you just simply denying? Because if you're denying, that's mental assent. You see what you're supposed to do, and you're trying to do what you're supposed to do, but you're not really doing what you're supposed to be doing. Faith is not concerned about your circumstances in this light. Faith doesn't look at a circumstance and think how tough it is. Do you understand that? I've run into people before, and they would go to the doctor, and the doctor would say, well, this is what we found. I don't have that. I don't have that. No, I don't. Well, it's right here. I don't have it. Well, you have it. See, they think that's faith. They think denying is faith. That's not walking by faith. That's walking by fear. Denial stems from fear confidence stems from faith if you're confident in your trial you're in faith if you're denying 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 you're afraid hallelujah because let me ask you a question if they show it to you on the scan or the report or the, or the ultrasound, or the x-ray, if they show it to you, if it exists, if it's there, how does that change the Word of God? Doesn't change it. What do you have to do? You have to, here you go, walk by faith, not by sight. So you don't get over and start agreeing with what you can physically see. It's there, but you're in agreement with what the Word says. I walk by faith, not by sight. That's why I'm not afraid, because I'm in faith. It's there, but I'm not afraid. Because faith will deprive it of its ability to harm me. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see that? So not walking by what you see is part of faith, but it's not all of faith. And that's where people make a mistake. Well, I'm not moved by what I see. Well, I understand and we shouldn't be moved by what we see. But there's got to be something in you that causes you to not be moved. Hallelujah. So faith, then, the conviction that something's true, being convinced that something is true, faith is being convinced of that. And many try to overcome what they see when they're not convinced. Faith is being convinced. Do you see that? There are things in your life that you're convinced about and you don't see the physical evidence of it every day, but yet you're convinced. How many are convinced this morning that gravity exists? Right? But can you see gravity? No. Can you really even feel the effects of gravity? No, not unless you jump off the roof. And then you'll feel the effects of gravity and you won't need faith. Because what you see and feel will be evidence. So a person in faith says, I don't need the evidence of pain and a broken leg. I'm just going to take it by faith. That gravity is in existence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you understand? Amen. So a lot of tri- people try to overcome what they see when they're not convinced. And, and here's what I want you to see. You've got to spend time getting convinced. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes what I see people call faith is really strong desire. I've counseled pre premarital counseling over the years. And, uh, and sometimes there will be people, they'll come to me and they'll say, I love this woman more than anything in the world. You can't say that yet. You just met about six months ago. Right now you're in very strong like. You like her a lot. Why? Because it, it takes time for love to cultivate. Is that right? See, it it takes time to get convinced. You've got to stay with the Word and get yourself convinced. This is what the Word says, right? We become convinced by feeding on the Word. Feeding on the Word, not just reading the Word, not just hearing a sermon. Feeding on what the Word of God says. The difference sometimes that I see, if we could call it this way, in the faith generations is sometimes the faith generation that we, that, that we walk in right now has kind of taken on the same aspects of the natural generation. I want everything right now. I, I don't want to go through the process. I want everything right now. If you're building your faith, faith is coming. You have more faith today than you had yesterday about that thing if you're building faith. But it takes time to be convicted, convinced. Oh, hallelujah. But once I know that I know that I know that I know that I know, all all, all that's left is the manifestation. Hallelujah. Look at Romans 10, Romans chapter 10. Am I helping you? Romans chapter 10. This is a familiar passage of Scripture. Hallelujah. See, a very simple explanation is you know when faith comes. And I'll tell you how you know when faith comes. Because the faith you got saved with is the same faith you're going to get healed with. It's the same faith that's going to to prosper you. Ever how you were born again, if you were sitting in church... And the pastor ministered to you. You know, ministered the word and and gave an altar call. Or you were on the street or wherever you were. Now, we don't use this phrase a lot. But when I was a boy coming up in the Pentecostal circles, we used this a lot. I was convicted by the Holy Ghost. Right? Some of y'all remember that phrase? Well, what is faith? Conviction. That something is true. So when you were sitting in that service or talking to that person, And all of a sudden, you were convicted. What was the first thing you were convicted of? I'm a sinner. Well, who convicted you? The Holy Spirit. Then what were you convicted of? That I need Jesus to be my Lord. Well, now think about this. What did you know at that moment? I know that I know that I know that I know that I'm a sinner. And I know that I know that I know that I know that I I need to be saved. What happened? Faith came. Now take that same knowing and apply it to anything in your life. And when you know that you know that you know that you know that you're healed, it'll manifest. When you know that you know that you know that you know that you're blessed, it'll manifest. It doesn't manifest because it's in the Word. It manifests because you believe it. I've had people tell me before, well, brother, I just believe if it's in the Word, it'll come to pass. They are still waiting. Because it doesn't just get out of the Word into your life Because it's in the Word. This book is absolute truth. This book has revolutionized my life. It's revolutionized your life. This this Word cannot lie. But there there are multitudes of believers that are not receiving the benefits that are theirs in the Word of God because they won't just in simple faith receive it. You just have to receive it. That's faith in its essence is you're receiving what God said was yours. Oh, hallelujah. Romans 10 and 17. So then, hmm, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. When it says by the word of God, it's the word rhema, which means the spoken word. You speaking the word to yourself, hearing the spoken word, that's how faith comes. Faith cometh, faith comes, faith comes every time you're in the word. One translation, the Weiss Bible says, faith is out of the source of that which is heard. So the source of faith is what you hear, the word, that's the source of faith. Hallelujah. If if that's the source, if that's that's the genesis, if that's where it begins, then the more word I'm ingesting, the more faith is coming. Oh, hallelujah. You know, F.F. Bosworth, who wrote the the book Christ the Healer, he said a lot of people struggle, he said, because most believers feed their body three hot meals a day and feed their, their spirit two cold snacks a week. Well, that's important. You know, especially if, if, if you're just a believer, but especially if you're believing God for something in your body, in your life, this is your job. This is your business to be in the Word. Well, you know, Pastor, I quote my scriptures every day. That's different than being in the Word. I, th- I, th- I think we're at a disadvantage in the, in the Google generation. Because all you got to do is go sit down at Google and type in healing scriptures and you can print out 42 pages. And you don't have to spend any time in the Word. And what people do is they miss something because they got a whole list of scriptures but they don't know what was said before, they don't know what was said after, they don't know what led up to it. Amen. If, if you need something, your job is to consistently be hearing the Word. Hearing yourself speak the word. Hearing other people speak the word. If you need healing in your body, you've got nothing better to do with your time than hear the word on what it says about healing. Well, you know, I've got to spend time with my family. I understand that, but how bad do you want to be healed? Then I've got to consistently put the word in me because how's faith come? Help me out. How's faith come? By hearing By hearing the Word. See, I'm I'm supposed to walk by faith. I'm supposed to regulate my life by faith. I'm supposed to conduct my life by faith. So that means I've got to consistently be hearing because that's the source of how I regulate my life. That's how I conduct my life. By what I believe. By what I'm convinced of. Glory. This never changes. The source of faith is the Word. That never changes. Smith Wigglesworth made the statement, he said, if you wait to build your faith after the situation arises, you're too late. I've got to consistently be building my faith. Now, you can catch up. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But, but really, if we know that faith is the, the Word is the source of faith, then we should, we should really never be caught at a deficit. Because I can have all the faith I want. It's the right of the believer. And and what a lot of people do, I'm not saying you, I know where you go to church. But what a lot of people do, is they wait until something happens to try to build their faith. And they may or may not have known. But that's that we don't have that excuse. Because we know faith comes by hearing the word. Is that right? Say say it out loud. Say, I know that faith comes by hearing the word. Oh, hallelujah. So that never changes. Now, let's look at John 17. And uh, this is the verse that revolutionized my life. He said in John 17, 17, sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. Now, that will never change. But that does not mean the word is truth to you, it means the word is truth. When is it truth to you? When you're convinced. How do you become convinced being in the Word? Hallelujah. Is that right? There are believers you know and I know, they will say this is truth. Absolutely the Word's true. Well, then you believe God will heal you. Well, if it's His will, brother. Well, they just said the Word wasn't truth. Because the Bible tells us plainly. Three verses that I ministered on 13 weeks in healing school, three verses, Isaiah 53 and 5, Matthew 8, 18 through uh, uh, 20, and uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, 24, tells us plainly, inconclusive or irrevocably that healing is always God's will. So when someone says, well, if it's his will, they don't believe the word's truth. Well, they just don't have the revelation. They just don't believe the word's truth. Hallelujah. But he said, what did Jesus say? Your word is truth. Not a truth. Your word is truth. Hallelujah. So the word is truth. That's the dividing line. Meaning this, the word and what the word says is truth. And when you become convinced that the word is truth, you'll no longer walk by what you see. Because I'm convinced the word's truth. And so then, what the word says about me, my circumstance, my situation, my body, my health, my finances, who I am in Christ, that's truth. Well, this can sound simple, but if that's truth, then that means everything contrary to that is false. Is that right? Amen. So the Word says, for instance, the Word says you're the righteousness of God in Christ. Isn't that that good news? But was there anybody, you don't have to raise your hand, you can if you want, but you don't have to, but is there anybody that was raised in a church that taught you none is righteous, no, not one? Nobody's righteous. We're all just sinners in the hand of an angry God. Every one of us, right? Is that right? Right? But yet, the Bible says you're the righteousness of God by faith. And you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? That you're at some point in your life, in your Christian existence, you're going to have to believe you're righteous even though you don't see yourself that way. Because you're righteous how? By faith. How? By faith. Through the means, the channel that you believe you're righteous is by faith. So when you get upset in the traffic, I don't know who I'm talking to, but that's easy to do, right? And you want to whatever, hit the horn, let them know how you feel or other stuff, right? What do you have to do in that moment? Believe you're righteous, how? By faith. Or how about when the enemy brings up your past? Now this may be elementary to some, but how do you combat that? How do you fight that? I am the righteousness of God. Yeah, but look what you did. Well, yeah, praise God, I did it. That's right, but I'm righteous by faith. What you are by faith is stronger than what you are by nature. Because I am that by faith. And if I have it by faith, I have it. Oh, hallelujah. I have a young man that, that uh, 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 carries one of our Jesus' Lord signs out here. And I was out there talking to him, and a lady stopped and rolled down her window and said, I believe that. Jesus is Lord. And another guy said, yeah, that's right. And he said, I like them better than the other ones that flip you the finger. I said, well, they're just telling you you're number one. It's okay. (laughs) They give you that when you give them this one. Hallelujah. has nothing to do with my message. but Righteous by faith. Healed by faith. Whole by faith. Now, that's not like religion says, well, brother, I have it by faith. In other words, I'm just holding on. I have it by faith. I don't see it. I don't really believe I have it. I don't even really believe that I can have it, but by faith. Now, if you have it by faith, you have it. That's how we conduct our lives. Amen. For any Bible thing, To be a reality in my life, I've got to feed on the word concerning that thing. For any Bible thing to be a reality in my life. A lot of people want prayer and what they need is to feed on the word. Because for prayer to be effective in many cases, it has to connect with the faith that's in my heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When uh, uh-huh. so you don't just know it's in the Bible. You don't just know it's God's will. You feed on the Word concerning that thing. This is what the Word says. Hallelujah. That's important. When when the when the Lord started dealing with my wife and I to come out of debt and begin to believe a uh, uh, deal with us about uh, financial promises in the Word all those years ago. We, we had to take the time and just feed on that. This is what the Word says about that. Amen. And then that process never changes in your life. When somebody pokes you, that's what comes out of you. I'm blessed going in coming out. Amen. Somebody bumps up against you. I am the healed of the Lord because that, 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 right. that's what you're feeding on. When you're dealing with people and they're always saying, I don't know what to do. I can't figure out. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know if this is ever going to end. When's this ever going to come to an end? I feel bad. I feel sick. I feel pain. That's what they're feeding on. I'm not making light of those things. I'm saying that's what they're feeding on. Because that's what's coming out. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If, where you're walking by faith and we're going to deal with this in this series walking by faith is so crucial because there, there's a crucial part there it's the heart mouth connection what's in your heart is what's coming out of your mouth amen and, that, and that's why you say that you're walking by faith and not by sight amen and you know it took a, it took a period of time but there came a day when nothing had really changed financially, but I was blessed beyond measure and out of debt, even though I couldn't see it. Now now this is important because watch, I had begun to walk by what I saw in the word and not what I saw in the natural. Now, these can be faith principles that we know and that, that that we've heard, but see, every time you hear something from the Word, my my thought to me is, am I doing that? Is that what I'm doing? Because I, if I'm doing it, I'll get the results. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, Brother Hagin told the story one time. He said that he had a family member, a very close family member to him, that, uh, was diagnosed with cancer. And he said uh, they had said, said that, that they had had a physical battle some years before that. I think it was five. I don't remember, so I won't say that exactly. But, uh, and, and the Lord had touched them. And this battle came back. This same sickness came back on them. And he said, I was just beseeching the Lord. He said, I would come home from meetings and go to that little chapel and just get on my face. And he said, finally, the Lord said to me, He said, uh, No, don't ask me to heal her. And he said, I said, Lord, why? And he said, because uh, she's had uh, a number of years, and she hadn't fed on the word. He said, the Lord said, uh, she hadn't listened to one of your messages on healing. Hadn't read one of your books. And the Lord said, it'd just be better off if she came home. Now, I'm saying that for a reason. Notice, what's the implication there? Had she fed on the word, had she listened to messages, it could have changed. Now, I have to tell you the story. The, the person, this is many, many, many years ago. You'll know when I tell you the story. Jesse said that, that he went to uh, pray for a lady, uh, a guy that was in the hospital that had lung cancer. And he said, uh, uh, they wanted me to go pray that the Lord would heal him. And he said, I walked into the, to the uh, hospital room, smelled cigarette smoke. And he said, I walked in there, and, and the person had a tracheotomy, and they were smoking a cigarette through the trach hole. He said, how could I pray? Lord, I want you to heal me. I want you to heal me. Now, I don't want to quit smoking, but I want you to heal me. See, that's going to hinder your faith. I gotta gotta feed on the word. I'm not just talking about smoking. I'm saying that that, that's anything. I, I I gotta feed on the word. If God has ever healed you, you gotta then build your faith to stay healed. You gotta walk by faith where that's concerned. Why? Because inevitably, P. C. Nelson said this. He said more people lose their healing over a counterattack from the enemy than any other thing. So I've got to consistently build my faith. Why? Because when you're building your faith, does the devil quit roaming about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour? Does he stop? No, he doesn't stop. He's consistently roaming about. You're building your faith. You're up for the challenge, but he's going to try your defenses at some point. I got to be ready. How, how am I ready? I got to feed on the word. If I know it's God's will, I got to spend time feeding on God's word concerning that thing. Oh, hallelujah. Look uh, over here in Joshua at a familiar verse of Scripture. Uh, Joshua and chapter one, and we'll we'll look at a couple verses. Joshua one and verse eight, and God, the Lord told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate therein, therein in the word, in in the word of God, day and night. Now, then he uses the word that. That you may observe to do all according to all that's written therein. Then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. So we see a couple things here, is that this is consistent, day and night night and day and then he uses the word here that so in other words if I meditate night and day I'll be able to do this if I don't I won't the Lord told me one time he said you can't expect to walk in the things that your father's walked in and give less effort Do you see this? You you can't expect to walk in what your father's walked in and give less effort. He says night and day, day and night. So we said this earlier, there's neither a time that's day or night. That's not day or night. So this is consistent. It's consistent. The Lord told me one time, it's what you do consistently that produces results. If, if, if you, have consist- you see somebody that has consistent victory, they're consistently feeding on the Word. You know, people that we know, people we have great respect for, they go through things, they face challenges, but you see them come out. And people go, oh, isn't that wonderful? They're such a great man or a woman of God. No greater than you. They just feed more on the Word. That's the reality of it. One of the greatest things that I ever figured out in my life Was the people that I have such great respect for and honor for are just people that took the word of God and changed their life. Am I helping you all with this? One time my wife was dealing with a situation with a person that was very sick and the Lord had given given her direction on how to deal with this. And she was up in the hospital praying for this person and believing God with them. And a family member came in and said, well, you know, if we could just get him to one of the big guns, you know, if we could just get him to Brother Copeland, if we could just get him to uh, Brother Jerry, if we could just get him somewhere as, as if what my wife was doing wasn't good enough. He never stopped to think it was predicated on his faith. You can go to one of the big guns. And get nothing if, you don't, if you're not convinced. What did the Apostle Paul say? He, he said, when I came to you, I came not with the enticing words of men's wisdom. And he said this, so that your faith might stand in the power of God and not in man. See, when you're building your faith, you're being coming, you're becoming convinced that God can. And if God can, God wants to. And if God wants to, He will. Is that right? I knew a guy one time, and he's in heaven today. God bless him. He made heaven. I know that. But uh, he, was, he was in a, a bad shape physically. And he, I don't know how many thousands, multiplied thousands of dollars he spent traveling around the country to go to one man's meetings. I mean, he went so much, they put him on the front row. Amen. Isn't wonder he wasn't completely bald-headed. He'd had hands laid on him so much by that one man. Surely the anointing would have burned that hair out. I'm not making fun, I'm, I'm just saying. But if you ask that man, how often are you in the Scriptures about your healing? Well, I know the Lord's going to. I doubt, I dare say he couldn't quote you one half verse about what the Bible said about healing. He just wanted to go to somebody's meeting, get healed so he could get back to the life that he wanted to live. He didn't like being in that chair and he just didn't want to be paralyzed anymore. I don't want to spend any time in the word. I don't want to spend any time feeding my spirit on the word of God. I just want somebody to lay hands on me and get me healed. You understand? He said, if you want your way to be prosperous, that you're going to make it that way by meditating in the Word. Is that right? Now, God will heal you through the laying on of hands. God's good and gracious. That's why I put gifts in the church. But, but you need to understand something. The best way is to get it by your faith. Oh, glory. Look at uh, Psalm 1 and verse 2. So that, that really helped me years ago. You know, there, there are people, remember, remember the old saying? It would say, well, you know, that guy just put, he puts his pants on the same way you do, one leg at a time. Well, that doesn't mean dishonor on anybody or, or any group of people, but it means this. If they did it, you can do it. Psalm 1 and verse 2. This is talking about the what kind of man? The man that's blessed, right? Notice what it says. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. Mm. And he does some other things, he doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, right? Well, you know, the the counsel of the ungodly could be those well-meaning people that are telling you why you're not going to get it. Why it won't work. You know, that's wicked. That's just as wicked as them cussing you out. Why would you hang around people that are telling you you're not going to get what God said was yours? Your faith can be hindered by your acquaintances. Hallelujah. I've watched more than one person be killed by the well-meaning, doubt-filled words of of loved ones. And they killed them just as sure as I'm standing here. Hallelujah. I remember Jim and Carrie, when they were in uh, the the intensive care with the issue that the Lord healed her from. You know, I, I went to them. And now I've been, I was their pastor for a number of years and, and have been for a number of years, but very kind. He knows I was kind, I was kind, right? Okay. Uh, but I, I, I went to him and I said, you got to set, set some parameters because this is life or death. Her heart had swelled so huge that it had suppressed her lungs. She couldn't breathe because her heart was so big, it displaced her lungs. hallelujah and and the doctor the doctor she died in the emergency room and jim grabbed a hold of her and said no you don't you come back to me in jesus name and thankfully he did she did but here's the point the doctors had let them know had this gone on you would have died and in the intensive care unit they told her you're not out of the woods just one wrong turn and you can die and I went up there and I told him, you're in a life or death fight. You watch that door. And when people come in that door, you tell them first thing, this is what we're believing. This is what we're declaring. If you can't agree with that, you can leave. Period. End of discussion. Why? Because we're in a fight for life. And there'd be people come in and start tuning up and crying and blubbering. And how bad you look. And oh, I just, I was just thinking, right? There was already people saying, oh my goodness, you know, just got that young daughter at home. And what what would the family do? Hey, 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 shut up. We're walking by faith. And not by, we're not denying anything. We're in the best heart hospital in the state of Kansas. We're believing we are taking every precaution that they're telling us to take, but we're walking by faith. Amen. Do, do you understand that? You want people of faith around you. That are, that are meditating on what you're meditating on and are ready to come alongside you and say, we, you're going to get this. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Oh, hallelujah. See, that sounds elementary. But but, but the temptation, the temptation is to move away from that. Well, that's wicked talk. That's crooked speech. If it disagrees with God's word, you don't need to be hearing it. When, when our uh, uh, second daughter was born, I've told you this story some. She was in, intensive, in the intensive care unit at Children's Mercy Hospital. And we knew what we were believing. I didn't even invite my pastor up. I loved my pastor. But they, they were not a faith person. I knew what they would say. And I knew it wasn't good. Well, what they think? Didn't care. I'm, I I got to walk by faith. D- do you hear what I'm saying? I've been feeding on Psalm 112. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. My heart is fixed, trusting in God. Amen. So there are about three people that we let come up and see the baby. Did you hurt anybody's feelings? I don't know. My baby's alive today. See, you want the end result. Not worrying about what people think in between. That'll kill your faith. Well, you know, I know Aunt Maybell. I know she's full of doubt, but you know, we can't stop her from coming up, can't or won't. See, faith requires, faith requires a stand. Well, what do I do? You might have to tell Aunt Maybelle, Aunt Maybel, come on over and don't say nothing. Well, she get mad. What are you believing for? I say, what are you believing for? I'm helping somebody with that. Well, I don't want anybody to be mad at me then die. Just give up and die. Because when you're walking by faith, there are going to be people that don't know anything about faith, and they're going to get offended because you're believing God. And, And I will not allow myself to be more concerned about what they think than I am about doing what God said to do. Glory to God. See, you don't, you don't sit in the council of those people. That's right. You don't sit in the council. You please God. That's Faith pleases God. And your job is please God. not worry about what everybody else says. We, we were at the N, 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 uh, uh, NACL, National Association of Christian Lawmakers, the day that Roe v. Wade was overturned. You know, that's one of those moments that marks your time stamp. You know where you were. And I watched all these legislators giving God the glory and shouting and praising God. And my wife, she's the only one that has social media, and it's mainly for the ministry. And she posted on there that we were rejoicing. You know, a family member, a family member said ugly, horrible things. Can't believe that you're rejoicing over this. All these women are going to lose their life. And she said, you and and Philip, you just need to get out of the bubble you live in and get out here in the real world. Amen. You say, what'd that do to you? Not one thing. Not, not one single thing. Why? Because I know what's right. When you know what's right, you know the truth of God's Word. That's what you stand on. You don't have time to let the counsel of the wicked sway you. Hallelujah, this is so important. Glory to God. I'm looking around this room. I see people in here. You've dealt with devastating physical things. But here you are. You're alive and well. You're healed. You're well in the name of Jesus. Why? Because you held on to the word. You kept talking the word. And walking by the word. You walked by faith. Not by sight. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Every time you do what's right, you're walking by faith. Amen. Because right isn't always accepted. But your job is please God. I say your job is please God. Yeah, but they're saying, well, the Bible says, so what if some don't believe? Shall the unbelief of some make God's faith of no effect? God forbid. Doesn't change, doesn't change what, 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 what is right. Hmm. Do you see that he doesn't he doesn't stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful. Amen. If you are believing God for something today stay away from criticism. If you're wanting to walk in faith about things stay away from criticism. Don't be the critic. I'll tell you that's what this person needs to do. Are you believing for something by faith quit saying that. Leave it alone. It's important. Oh my goodness. Now, how does he do this? How often does he do this? It says night, night and day. Habitually. That's how you become convinced. You wake up in the middle of the night and doubt's trying to run your mind. Don't, 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 don't rely on your memory. Amen. Keep the Bible there by you and flip to that verse. In the name of Jesus, this is what the word says. Amen. Because what is the devil? Help me with what is the devil? a liar and, and the Bible says he's not only a liar he's the father of lies and that when he tells a lie he makes it up out of his own lying nature what's the word what absolute truth so when you have the word you have the truth right anything the enemy says then contra is what a lie what do you do with the lie? Reject it. See, faith is built on truth. Faith is built on truth. You're constantly putting your eyes on the word. Faith is out of the source of what is heard. Constantly putting your eyes on the word. Constantly putting your eyes on what God said. Look at 1 John 5, 4. Oh, Hallelujah. Because, because people will make say I've heard people make statements, well, nothing's changing. Who told you that? That's a lie. Because if you have the word on it, it's changing. When did it start changing? The minute you said it was changing. Oh, Look, look, look at uh, you're right there, hold your finger in 1 John 5 and flip over to Mark 11. R- really familiar verse, but I, I want you to see something. This, this is so important. It's all so important. Mark uh, 11. And for the sake of time, let's start here in verse 23. For truly I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart. Here's what I want you to get. But shall believe those things that he says will come to pass. He'll have whatever he says. Notice what it didn't say. It didn't say you'd have what God said. It said you'd have what you said. Now, if you're saying what God said, you'll have what God said. Faith is voice activated. I believed. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, according as it is written, we having the same spirit of faith, I have believed, therefore I have spoken. I also believe and therefore speak. Then verse 18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Because the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. So you're going to have what you say. How do you change what you're saying? By what you're feeding on. So it goes from I hope to I know. It goes from maybe to for sure. That's not just negative and positive. It's you'll have what you say. Oh, hallelujah. So, when the enemy says, how do you know you're healed? Because I said so. Don't miss that. I said so. I'm healed because I said. This is my body. And I said I'm healed. Amen. Now, 1 John 5 and 4. Mercy. Notice what it says. This is a big faith builder. For whatever or whosoever, whoever is born of God. Now, you stop right there and you ask yourself, am I born of God? Yes. That's what the Bible says. Jesus said in John chapter 3, he told Nicodemus, He said that you had to be born from above. Well, you are born from above. God is your Father. Is that right? Whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Oh, hallelujah. So that means I have an overcoming gene in me already. Because I'm born of God. And this is the victory. Now, notice the word the. It's pointing to the definite article. Uh, Hebrews 11.1. 1, now faith is the substance. Definite article. That means it's not one of the substances. It is the substance. Now faith is, it says, and this is the victory. That overcomes the world. Definite article. This is the means of victory. What is it? Our faith. So what does that mean? No other means of victory. When you're walking in faith, you're walking in victory. Hallelujah. I, I, I know I know uh, most of the men sitting in here today, and most of you are married. Those of you that aren't, we're praying for you. You are at a disadvantage. But nonetheless, here's the thing. If, if I'm in, in, in the, the sanctuary here and I'm talking with my wife and Brother Larry's there and Brother Billy and Brother David and Brother Jim and, and some other brothers that are married, well, we're all husbands. But I, where my wife is concerned, I'm the husband. Not a husband. He says, you're a husband, we got a problem. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. The, right? Jesus is what? The Son of God. The way. The truth. The life. Understood subject? He's the only way. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Now, here's, here's something to, to always realize. If that's in the Bible, number one, it's truth. Number two, God knows there's going to be people that act on that. So number three, it cannot fail for the person that will believe it. The Bible fails for a lot of people every day. Oh, no, it doesn't. Oh, yes, it does. Because they, 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 they go and, and, and they read a scripture. Well, yeah, you know, this is what the Bible says. And then And then they'll say, well, that didn't work for me. Well, that's impossible. It may not have worked, but it but it but it but it but it was from my end. Hmm. Do you see why it's important that this is truth? Now, let me hurry. So anything attached to the curse is the world. It's a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So as I build my faith, I'm ensuring victory. No faith, no victory. And when you're building your faith about something and feeding on the word, you'll get to the point where you look at everything else as a waste of time. Because this is what I'm believing for. You can't say you're believing for your children and your prayers like this, well, Lord, bless them and keep them. That's soothing the conscience. Hallelujah. Hebrews eleven six. 6. So faith is what? Faith is the victory. That does what? Overcomes the world. Might overcome the world? Does overcome the world. Does. Say it out loud. My faith overcomes the world. Say it one more time. My faith overcomes the world look at your neighbor and tell him your faith will overcome the world Hebrews eleven six. 6 but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him oh hallelujah now faith pleases God because walking in victory pleases God but I want you to see this. I have, notice what it says. I have to believe that God is. I have to believe that he exists. Now that's not enough. Notice what it says. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. This is faith. See, because I have to believe that God exists. That God is. If God is, then of necessity God must be what he said he is. If he exists, he has to be what he said he is. Whether that's my healer, my provider, my savior, whatever it may be. That's faith. I'm convinced God is. And if he is, then he has to be what he said he is. So he said I'm your healer. Well, he exists, then he's my healer. The reward, God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Remember, night and day, meditate night and day. Faith comes by hearing. What does God reward? He rewards faith. How do you get faith? Hearing the word. How are you supposed to hear the word night and day? Now, one last verse. Here's the last one. Ephesians 6. What did he talk about today? Something about a husband. Hallelujah. Something about I needed a wife or something. I don't know. (laughs) Hallelujah. Ephesians 6 and verse 16. Above all, out in front of all, over everything, covering all, take the shield of faith. Wherewith or with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Notice what it says. Now there's 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 two things to see here, at least. Above all, or out in front of all, I mean it's the most important piece of weaponry. The word of God's the most important piece of weaponry. Because the thing produced is not more important than the thing that produced it. So faith is produced by the word. So the word is the most important thing because it produces faith. No word, no faith. But he says where where your combat is concerned, you take the shield of faith. Above all, out in front of all, put faith out in front. I preached a series one time called, you got to use your faith on the front end. Right. You put faith out in front. And, And notice what it says though, taking it. That, that's that's a, a wonderful word in the Greek because the understanding is is you got to do that every day. Every day is a faith day. you got to take your faith every day and take it and put it out in front. What does that mean? You're not just going to get up in the morning and have your shield of faith out in front of you. you got to put it out in front of you. i got to put it out there. That's, that's where people lull themselves into defeat. is is they think, well, I got a victory over that two weeks ago, and and then they stop building their faith where that's concerned. And so they don't take up the shield anymore, and then when a a dart or an arrow gets through, well, how in the world did that happen? You did not take up the shield of faith. Well, Pastor, you're putting it all on me. I know because the Bible does. God is the doer of all things where the believer is concerned for the things that we, that we need from Him and desire from Him, I am the one that has to operate my faith to receive it. And so notice what it says. It quenches all the fiery darts. How many? How, how many? That doesn't mean that there's people that you know that haven't had haven't been hit by one. But it says faith has the capability to stop all of them. Is that right? Say that loud. Say, my faith faith will stop them all. Now notice, it said, flaming, fiery darts of the wicked. So that arrow then is set on fire with something. Doesn't matter what it may be. It may be sickness. It may be poverty. It may be Whatever you're dealing with, mental issues, family issues, whatever the enemy has set that arrow on fire with, it says faith will put it out. Faith will smother it. Amen. That's so important. That's why you're walking by faith. And not by what you see. Because you can see the flaming arrow coming at you. You can smell it burning. But faith smothered it. You know how close you have to be to the situation for it to hit your shield? You're in a face-to-face confrontation with the enemy. That's why the scripture says, right here, it says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But it says we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That word "against" carries the idea of an eyeball to eyeball, face to face confrontation. This is not long. This is not long range battle. You're not lobbing missiles at him, and him lobbing missiles at you. You're face to face. You're right eyeball to eyeball with the devil. He is close enough to look you in the eye, and yet your faith will smother everything he does. I just have to keep walking by faith. Isn't that great? Hallelujah. Let's stand up today, shall we? Thank you, Lord. I believe you received today walking by faith.